Are we still live? I think so. I'm just waiting for it to... It says it's recording. Oh, it says... Okay, cool. Well, I'll cut all this out, even though that it's raw. Um, welcome to Redeem Meditations. You are with Thomas, Alex, and ne Nephew. Nephew might as well be my co-host. Co 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 He's on so, so much. <laughs> like... Uh... like like net net nephew since since the beginning of this has just decided that he's gonna be on all of the uh on all the charismatic e episodes and i feel like my listenership is going to drop quickly once what? we're done with the series <laughs> once we're done with the series not because of net nephew i don't know maybe people don't like net nephew i don't know no, it's because I'm on that nobody listens. That's the that's your. You're right. I'm your Al kryptonite. Guys, Alex is actually part of the uh, of the long lost episode. Like, like that nobody has so listened to. Like Eleven people have listened to on Spotify. I just you know it goes to show the hate that people have for me on Instagram now. So I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> that heretic! How dare he! <laughs> so yes um for those of you on um on all all the other um podcast platforms that aren't spotify this will be your first experience with alex and, and probably last because they'll and, cancel me out <laughs> cancel culture's coming for me it's, it's okay man do it um. I, I don't even know if people are even safe from cancel culture since it seems like people are quick to cancel themselves now. I mean, when you got publishers canceling their own stuff now, like the people aren't even canceling it. It's the publishers. That is that is something special. But anyways, so um yeah. So it's the weekend. It's uh, one day before the Lord Lord's Day, and we figure we get this uh, this record recording in er early. That way, nephew isn't up till three o'clock in the morning his time again. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the last two times was uh... <laughs> was hard. Like um, the first time um, that we recorded, I had already set my alarm so I could attend Alex's um, Bible study. And for some reason, I slept through missed that. It. He I missed, missed it. it. And then we were supposed to re-record the episode with Noah. For some reason, I missed that one too. <laughs> <laughs> you're uh, so, you're like batting a thousand here, nephew. <laughs> yeah. So it was challenging, but um, I, I I give God the glory that I was able to participate in some um a capacity. You know, but but it's good. I mean, if you really want to exposit the word and share God's word um, with with friends and fellow uh, believers, um, at some point God will meet you in that need, and He will He will see you through. So I'm just glad that I got the opportunity to do that. Amen yeah. to that. I figured it was just because we believed enough that you you were going to be on on the episode, and we just were able to man manifest it through our faith. Well, I spoke it into existence. If you don't remember. <laughs> 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 uh, 
I was uh, I was in the back doing my rain dance today, and uh, I was just chanting away, hoping that nephew would get on this call. And sure enough, look, it paid off. So, hey, I, uh... I I I have decided I've take I've t- I'm taking offense to that. I'm I'm Indian. Only I'm the one can the one who can make fun of people rain dan- dan- dancing. But what if I identify as Indian? Now what? I don't. I don't know. I, I mean, Native American people are the only people that have to prove that they are who they say they are. <laughs> did you guys hear about this? Did you guys hear about this new gender that came out like in the last two weeks? There's a new one. There's a new gender. Oh, does it have or, to do or, with being a dog? Well, no. I mean, maybe it's not quite gender, but it's like a sexual preference. I guess would be a little bit more oh, specific. Uh, it's called super straight. Oh, yeah. And so what it means is you identify now as uh, somebody who is attracted to the opposite sex biologically born that way. And so therefore you identify within that group as your preference and you can't be canceled by anybody because then you would be labeled. Then you can label them as, you know, transphobic or whatever, you know, wordage that they used against you. My goodness. The internet wins. I'm sorry. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm trying I, to wrap my head around that. Okay, so may, maybe some of the listeners will be too too young for this, but uh, um, in in the Nintendo 64, you didn't have like a disc or anything, or you couldn't download games on, on onto your thing. You had this weird little cassette thing that you stuck in, and when it when it was. Uh, when it was acting weird, you pulled it out and then you blew on the uh, the the insert inserted in. I really think that's what we need to do <laughs> with <laughs> Earth for, for Earth right now. Somebody just, just uh... somebody hit the reset button. Can we reboot? <laughs> Restart this. I want to get off this train? Yeah, because this is starting to get it's. It's ridiculous at this stage, man. Well, speaking of things that are ridiculous, let's talk about the Word of Faith movement, pretty much. So, with us being in the Charismatic series, we're discussing discussing the... um, what Charismatics call the, um, the sign gifts. So, the first week... We did he- healing. The second week, the set, set second week, we did prophecy. There is actually a few that uh, that mo- mo- most people think of healing, pro- prophecy, and tongues. Well, we're not doing tongues this week. We'll do tongues next week. We're gonna touch on one today that. Not a lot of people think about, but I really think it's starting to get pretty prevalent because it's not outwardly, I guess, weird like the other ones. And it's the manifestation gift of faith. And again, it's not anything weird like God told me this or... I'm going to come up to you and declare you healed or you're saying random syllables and calling it tongues. What, uh, what basically this is, is basically 
you have enough faith for something and God has given you such a manifestation and power of faith that you are able to do something or something is able to happen. You are able to make it happen through this power gift of faith that the Holy Spirit has given you. You guys confused yet? Was that like the time that I summoned nephew onto this podcast so we can get rolling? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, and this and things like this have, have been coming more than just uh, in charismatic circles. It's starting to show up. And much like we discussed at the end of uh, the prophecy ep- episode, it's starting to edge itself into the uh, the more conservative cir- circles of of uh, evangelicalism. And one of the first places that I started no- noticing that is I was listening to J.D. Greer's podcast one day. And he was talking about um, faith and that in his mind, there are there are four ways of seeing faith used that there is saving faith. There is sanctifying faith. I'm going to be honest, I can't at all remember. It shows that I did a ton of research for this episode. Uh, I can't remember at all what the third one was, but the fourth one was this kind of power faith of being able to faith something to happen pretty much. And this translates really, you know, um, I, I remember being in my, uh, my, my internship and, they were like super heavy on tongues and prophecy there. And they would talk about how, well, you know, um, elevation church isn't a, um, it isn't a, uh, charismatic church because they're, they're not heavy on tongues and different things, things like that. However, they are pretty heavy on the, positive thinking the the faithing something into existence um you know we we, we see with with uh steve stephen furtick saying that you know the one thing even the son of god isn't isn't strong enough to do is overcome your your will and i think very wrongly we we want to put that into the context of well, he's talking about salvation because we believe in God's sovereignty and salvation. But it's actually way more shallow than that. What Furtick is talking about there is the things that you want to do. Are, the, are, the, uh, are your goals and aspirations. And so... Like it, some, if you don't have the will or faith for that to happen, then then God can't o- overcome that 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 will power. So it it's, has nothing to do with salvation. It has everything to do with this this 
self-centered even speaking something into existence you're following your own dreams thing uh we see a lot of this kind of theology and thing in uh circles like joel definitely joel olstein's um one of the upfront places that you see it though is a uh is in an interview that uh Todd White had talking about Kenneth Copeland. And he talked about how wise Kenneth Copeland was because because he had he had said said some some uh Todd White said something about how he was blown away by something that Kenneth Copeland said. And right. Copeland rebuked him saying, don't, 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 don't say that because I know, a, I know a woman that said that she was blown, blown, blown away once. And, and then a tornado NATO came and took out her house. Oh, my lucky. And so that very much so, Speaks to this whole thing of being able to manifest some, some something. Uh, to to me too, like this talks about the other kind of mir- mir- miracle things, um, that we really don't have. Um, we we I guess we really don't have a spiritual gift for. It's the like like uh Jesus feeding the five the 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 thousand um. <sighs> Uh, Elijah ma- making the 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 axe head float, um, things like that, and what I kind of see in there is basically this the, this power of faith is they're aligning it with God's omnipotence. Where he's able to do pretty much um, anything, and uh, it, it, anything he he wills um, that doesn't go against his character, even though much of these things that these guys say are um, against God's na- nature and character. And uh, here's kind of a a dangerous thing that I wanted to re read you guys in, um, in a uh, Wayne Grudem systematic theology, when he's talking about the attributes of God and he's, um, I, I guess before I, uh, I re read it. Um, Alex, you did a series on the attributes of God. Would you say, that omnipotence is a attribute that God shares with us? Uh, no. Not even close. Why? Uh, because to, to understand the attributes, you, you kind of have to look at the entire nature of who God is. And to <laughs> provide the... I have a very... I don't know, my, my views have changed, but to really... Um, dig into these and to understand and cultivate who 
uh, God is, we have to understand that we are his created beings. And in that, there is very little that he shares with us. And when I say that, uh, he gives us the some emotions. We have love, compassion, mercy. We can experience jealousy, rage, anger, um, things like that. But those aren't attributes of God. That's just simply emotions. Now, God you know, has attributes of mercy and of love and wrath. But we can't understand the full capacity of that in our finite being. Therefore, we couldn't even touch the omnis at all. We couldn't understand what it would be to be all-knowing, all-perfect, you know, always present. We, we, we can't. And so the problem with a lot of these charismatic circles is they try to take some of these characteristics from Scripture and say that God is giving us this gift. And we see that really prevalent in some of the movements that the word of faith, for instance, is very big on cultivating your destiny, talking it into existence. We see this just so often, and it's always, it's it's actually, in my from what I see, it's making a big re- resurface here in, in this, uh, you know, the internet platform now with these quote-unquote internet preachers coming on and, you know, declaring or prophesying over you or telling you're manifesting that's a big thing again and it's always coming back to this idea and notion that we have this quote-unquote gift from god that we can be gods and that's not even that's nothing found in scripture so i there's just a lot to it and i think it's just a bunch of malarkey for christians to even begin to ponder whether or not we can play that game Absolutely. Um, and just as a footnote, am I on? Yeah. Uh, just as a footnote to what Alex eloquently just delivered, powerfully, I might add, considering that um, to be um, omnipotent is an expression of power that only God has and God wills this according to um, his will. You also need to remember that God is a perfect being. Emphasis on the word being. We, on the other hand, are human beings, so we are dependent on God. So therefore, if you posit that you can do the same things as God while depending on God, there's a disconnect there. And this whole concept of speaking things into um, existence or expressing things or using one's faith to manifest things has been going on since 1901. I mean, you were talking about people like Charles um, Parm, E.W. Kenyon. These are all the people that expressed these views all the way back there and and their theology precipitated such movements like um, the Christian science that believed that sickness and everything else was spiritual and that all you need to do is have enough faith to manifest um, how you feel. So according to Kenyon, he said that I possess 
whatever I confess. And Kenneth Hagen picked up on this and he made millions with it. And that has trickled down to what we see now in the charismatic um, circles. And it's like what Alex said, it's all like um, lucky. Because if you have that power in essence, wouldn't you utilize that to put to death your sins? And, and another thing, you know what? I'm going to read you a quote from um, Kenya. Just give me a moment. Are you guys still there? I call you oh, right yeah. No, nope, we're here. Okay. Good. Uh, Kenyon said this. Um, Confession always goes ahead of healing. Don't watch symptoms. Watch the word. And be sure your confession is bold and vigorous. Don't listen to people. It is God speaking. You are healed. The word says you says you are. Don't listen to the senses. Give the word its place. This is what Kenyon said. And yeah, this I is what happens. Somebody, yeah, yeah. I think somebody would look at that and go, "Well, that's a that's a thing for the gift of he healing." But really, that is a. Uh, that's a manifestation of yeah, you are trying to manifest your you're you're trying to manifest your own healing there. You know, it's of course. Yeah. But then so, it goes back to this whole concept that is that I am a spirit being, I'm a little god, therefore I can bring things into existence that were not bring them to as they are. Right. It's wrong. Like you could be dying of an illness right there and there, but then you make the silly mistake and you pound your chest saying, I am healed, I am healed, I am the righteousness of God. Sickness doesn't have any right to my body. While the sickness is eating away in your body, are you going to hold my tongue? Mm -hmm. Well, since this is an experience episode, before I get to Grudem, um, Man, I remember in my in my uh, th there were two main instances of me seeing the uh, the the gift of faith power thing that they said. Um, one was I had this ninety seven uh, beater Dodge Ram fifteen hundred, and it it was a beater. And I decided I was going to, during winter break, I was going to fly back to Colorado and then drive that truck back to um, Rhode Island. And I knew it would be rough and there was a big chance of it breaking down. Uh, so before all that, we gave it a tune, tune, tune up and, you know, all, all, all that good stuff so that it gave it the best possible chance. Well, when, <laughs> when I, I made it to Rhode Island and <clears throat> they said, because the truck, you know, it looked all rusty and dumpy and stuff and things like that because it was an older, not taken well care of truck, even by the people who had it before for me. Well, your faith just, uh, you believed it and you got your truck there. And I was like, yeah, sure. 
the mechanic that put in the new spark plugs too. Like, <laughs> yeah, he didn't have anything to do with it. <laughs> and then another thing was the big saying there, and I'm sure you guys have heard it: is our worlds create or our words create worlds. Ah. And yeah. in a poetic sense, I get it. In a poetic sense, I get it that we can use our words and pretty much create a reality that doesn't exist in our brains. Okay. And I believe that is what that phrase is trying to get at. But <laughs> we were sitting in a doctoring class one time, and this dude behind me kept talking about, you know, because we were talking about the gifts of, of, of the spirit and he was talking about his words making worlds and different things like that. And that is what he can do. His words have power. And I'm, I'm, and I'm just like, God, God, if, if you send down a lightning bolt, can you just try not to hit me? I'm sitting in front of him. I don't want to feel an aftershock. Just really just hit him. Not me. Like, like, but he was arguing so much about no, my my words do create worlds. Mm, no, no. If and dude, that day I was starving, and so it would have been really nice if that would have happened. If he could have displayed it by by like manifesting a sandwich. Can you make me a cheeseburger, please, sir? Yeah. <laughs> really, Mr. Under. Prophet. <laughs> So, so those are my um, uh, wacky uh, faith power um, um, experiences. Um, let's get to these quotes uh, before we run out, out of time because I really want to see your guys's um, your guys's reaction to to them. So, in Wayne Grudem's Systematic Theology, his thirteenth chapter, he has the community communicatable attributes of God, and he puts omnipresence as one of them. So, he starts off with the definition. So, he says, omnipotence, or power, or sovereignty, God's omnipotence means that God is unable, or, or God is able to do all his whole, whole, holy will, and the the word omnipotence is derived from two Latin words, omni, all, and potence, powerful, and means all powerful. Whereas God's free, free, whereas God's free freedom referred to 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 the fact that there are no external constraints. On God's decisions, God's omnipotence has has re- re- reference to His own power to do what He decides to do. All right. Com- 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 commentary from you guys. Good, good. What would you agree? Thumbs up, thumbs down. Alex. Um. I think it's it's 
okay, but it's very elementary. Well, I, I don't mean to bash on Gru- Grudem or whatever, but, I mean, it is Grudem's book, so... Yeah, I know. Um, his... his uh, I would say that Grudem is a very good start to systematic theology, but it's not where you want to stay. No, no, yeah, um, you got you got to get out of that camp real quick. Um, I got, <laughs> and, and that's not even including the uh, etern, 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 eternal subordinate nation stuff yeah. that mm-hmm. talks about. Anyways, um. I looked at three other of my systematics. I looked at um at um um systematic reformed by um by um Matthew Barrett and omnipotence was not in the communicable attributes because it can't be how how is God gonna communicate his power? Right. That's, yeah. The, the only thing he can really do possible. is demonstrate it. Exactly. exactly. And then it's not in Miller to Erickson's. That's another one. I think we one of two tissues. What's that? I think the problem with a lot of these is that they try to make these attributes feel warm and welcoming and they try to make them feel like they're understandable mm-hmm. and by doing so they create these rudimentary or very um, basic type definitions for it and we we don't see that the the basic um definitions if you would lived out in scripture they're much more complex and they're harder to pin down than just simply assigning something to it and beyond that i mean we can we can approach anybody's definition to it or view of it but when we look at how it's being applied in the word of faith movements and on social media uh, instagram or tiktok or whatever platform you Becomes a tricky because people uh, are manipulating and abusing these attributes, and not only that, but then they're manipulating and twisting scripture to fit a very linear viewpoint. You're right. So, at the end of his description of omnipotence, he explains why it's a communicable attribute. And he says, we do not have infinite power or omnipotence any more than we have infinite freedom or any of God's other attributes to an infinite degree. But even though we do not have omnipotence, God has given us power to bring about results, (laughs) both physical... (laughs) Both physical power and other kinds of power, mental power, spiritual power, power, persuasive power, and power in various kinds of of authority structures, family, church, civil government, and so forth. In all these areas, the use of power is is 
power in ways ple- pleasing to God is consistent with his will is again some, 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 something that brings him glory and reflects his own character. Fellas, take it away. I'll let Nick mm-hmm. jump on that. Right. Okay. Well, <laughs> okay. No, the thing is that, uh, yes, God does give us power um, to produce um, results. Primarily and chief among of those among those things is um, to live a life that glorifies God. Um, so we have all things pertaining to God godliness and 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 to life. We have um, Christ interceding for us. Um, we have the Holy Spirit um, teaching us all, all things, and we have God at the same time turning all things, working all things for our good as well. So these are um, ways in which God is helping us to achieve one singular. Um, purpose. Outside of that, I would not um, agree, because it's putting man in a position um, more than what God has um, revealed in um, Scripture. I would not agree with that. I think it kind of goes along the whole chain of what we've been saying, and I agree with you, nephew, that you know, we have the ability to do X, Y, and Z, and then people on the the extreme side are going to argue, well, that's our free will. This is because God's given us this gift, and we have these powers or whatever. And it's, No, it's just this is the general basic function of man. If you look at the garden in Genesis, God gave Adam the commands to cultivate and keep the garden. God didn't mm-hmm. give Adam the power to speak life into existence. He didn't give exactly. Adam the ability to create life. He didn't give Adam anything. He said, here's your pitchfork. Now get to work, buddy. Exactly. And, and, and this is the problem we face with modern evangelicals is that they stand on these big stages and tell these people blindly that you have the power to go and do these things. And you don't. It doesn't exist. It's, it's a folly. It's, it's make believe it, it feels good and warm and fuzzy in your tummy. But at the end of the day, you will fail at whatever you're quote unquote trying to manifest or call to action or trying to decree or whatever the flashy buzzword of the day is, mm-hmm. you will fail at it. Profoundly. So you will fail. Yeah. Right. And it's not, and the thing is that, Oh, it's not as if the things that they're talking about too, that they're talking about having this power to see through, to declare or decree or whatever. It's not as if that is that, that, that they're using it and telling people to do it in a way that honors God in a way that furthers the God, God gospel or benefits his church it's taught that they're, they're talking in the context of chasing dreams in the context of getting what you the person wants so they've turned this they're turned the the gifts of the spirit into a consumer 
you know, uh, like th this is what I want. So if I have this gift of faith, I can just be positive and speak into existence and decree that this is going to happen for me. And that's 100%. The, the gifts aren't given. The, the gifts aren't get, get, get given to, uh, the, the gifts aren't get, 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 get given to, to edify our, our sel se selves. They're given to edify the bo 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 body and to edify the, 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 or to edify the church and and to bring glory, glory to God. That's why the Spirit gives us gifts. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. I completely agree. And, uh, you know, gentlemen, unfortunately, I have to jump out. And right. I would love to keep throwing punches at this because, <laughs> seriously, like, every... I, I, I started over on TikTok just so I can, you know throw punches at the fake teachers there and it's everywhere over there it's it, everywhere yeah. you look it's manifestation i'm gonna i decree declare that god is going to do these things for you and i just i, I yeah. want to pull my eyeballs out it's like this is this is an, so anti-biblical and and i appreciate being a guest on this for the short time i got to do this but uh, i got family here and i gotta go get them dinner so uh, I'm going to jump, but you guys keep recording and keep punching it because I would love to hear the, how this wraps out. But Thomas, get me on the next episode and we'll keep throwing slings at these charismatic people. <laughs> and we'll, we'll, yeah, yeah, we'll get you on. We'll, we'll get you on for tongues. That'll be a good one. Done. I'm in on it. All right, man. <laughs> yeah. I'll see you guys. Ciao. Take care. Right. God bless. God bless. Well, you know, um, the, the strange thing about this, uh, about, about this gift in itself that they talk about is like, one, they don't have a lot of scriptural backing for it. So it's, it's really hard for us to do what we've been doing with it. And break it down biblically, I guess. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I think all we can really do is take a look at how um, it started. And this goes back to what I said um, at the start of the show. Um, started in 1901. Mm -hmm. um, Charles, Charles Palm, E.W. Kenyon. These were, um, well, E.W. E.W. Kenyon was a Baptist preacher, while Charles Parham is, he is regarded as the father of um, Pentecostalism. It was through him that the Azusa movement came about. Now, he believed um, that you could manifest anything that you wanted to simply based on your faith. E.W. Kenyon ran with that and that precipitated um in movements such as um christian science and then kenneth hagan um ran with it and what we have now is 
this home. Name it and claim it, declare and decree. Just out of control. And Absolutely. Then, and yeah. it it again, it doesn't really you know, um one, you gotta do some pretty um pretty advanced um theological gymnastics to to come up with a um a manifestation gift of faith which equals which basically it, it again it would basically equals god's omnipotence right um and I, and I think we realized that when we were looking at at um at that quote from Grudem on apparently how it um I guess I get what he says that we're able to do things but I, again I think it's a stretch I I think it I think it's a way big of a stretch and to to be honest just with some of the stuff with uh with uh e- EFS that he has um i can see his, his the the doctrine of eternal functional subordination in that last quote that i quote quote quoted um so I'm not even sure if he had an agenda of of saying that this is a communicable attribute, but or that 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 was his original agenda. That maybe his original agenda seemed to be more pointing towards the stuff that he had going on with the Trinity. I don't know, but again, I feel like you gotta you gotta do like some funky twister moves to end up with 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 that um and i'm i'm not even again i i think we we look at the heart of these of how people in this movement are using these gifts um and uh i i i really don't I really don't think um, there, there there's a single one of them that 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 is you you using miracles and stuff other than going look this is what G- Jesus did we can do it too. I think they have yeah. to tie it into things like the little gods uh, the- theology. Yes, yes, um, and I think it's just like the only way that they can. I know you said something earlier that that you can't find a place where they justified in, in the scripture. I believe it's this whole concept of being little gods. Um, I think Kenneth Hagin said he is he is a little god, so therefore he can do 
all the things that God um, can do. And there's a video of him saying this, and Kenneth Copeland is sitting right across from him. Mm -hmm. So Kenneth Copeland adopted that um, that mantra, and you mm -hmm. see that precipitating in the other proponents of this um, aberrant form of um, Christianity. Mm -hmm. So it's just that no one is like to be sanctified, um, to go through life depending on God for sustenance is something that they don't want to um, submit themselves to. And it's mm -hmm. sad because being submissive is one of God's will for his, um, for those that come to faith through Jesus Christ. It's part of what he wills us um, to do. And it seems as if based on the way they talk about being um, a little God and what they profess that they can do, it all seems to suggest an unsubmissive um, lifestyle that God is just there for them to fulfill their needs and to make them look good. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I, it's, it's really terrible. It's it's really bad. It's it like what Alex said. It's just an abuse of of the text. It's an aberrant form of trying to dethrone God or rule in the stead of God. Mm hmm. No, and again, and so God, God's omnipotence is the power to bring about His holy will. We don't have a holy will. We don't. The only way that we have a holy will is if God has put his desire in us. But apart from that, we don't have a holy will. E even, even the desires to... to to fulfill dreams and stuff those the, we can't equate that with god's holy will of of redemption uh no you see this is where things get a little bit um complicated and um confused um if one's dream is to be a architect architect they can pursue this dream and they can realize this dream while simultaneously submitting themselves every day to the will of god which is to be sanctified which is to be saved uh, which is to be um submissive to flee from from lust and and, and things like that but God will provide all that you need in the pursuant of that lifestyle and all that you will need for your sustenance in this world. So you're depending on God for both. And they don't seem to want to um, align their, themselves to this lifestyle because they feel 
that it's not what they want. Well, and I don't, I, yeah, I think it's way more, uh, and to, to speak even more, and I guess to strengthen your point, it, it's not, it, it, it's, it's like, it's not that what, like, anything that God wants is against everything that our flesh wants, and I and again, the, the, this comes from I I will say again, just complete biblical illiteracy with the fact that the same people that want to talk about manifesting and speaking into existence and having enough faith to, to declare something, these are the. S- same people that talk about predestination as if it pertains somehow to your occupation. Am I predestined to be a cop? Am I predestined to be, you know, am I predestined to be an architect? When that's, yeah, you know, um, so, so again, this goes back to again, like we have, we're so biblically illiterate because we've decided to, we live in the times that Paul talks talks about to Timothy in Second Timothy, and uh, Second Timothy four, where it talks about people are going to collect for themselves preachers that. Tickle their ears. Yeah. Preachers that that won't make them endure hard teachings. That won't make them endure sound doctrines. The the people are gonna tell them things like that and that these people either they've been taught wrong. Or they're just going to completely ignore what the actual biblical text means, and they'll talk about things like predestination as if it has something to do with what you do on this earth, vocationally, or are you, or marriage-wise or anything, when that's not at all what they're talking about. Because they don't hold to the fact that um, that believers are predestined to come to faith. They hold to the fact that God looks into the future, sees who will accept uh, the gospel, and then he elects them. Mm-hmm. And that is totally wrong because it doesn't place God in the rightful place as um, the initiator of um salvation simply out of his own will grace and mercy if you if you propose that you're actually bringing into disrepute the whole concept of being saved by grace ephesians 2 8 would mean absolutely nothing absolutely well the the entirety the 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 entire first half of ephesians 2 doesn't really mean anything then the (laughs) The 
but then the the weird theological gymnastics that you got to do cuz i would i would even say it actually says in millard's um co- commentary that I, or not commentary a uh, systematic that i brought up before that millard even taught talked about that arminians talk about like this is this is um you know, omnipotence brings about God's sovereignty and and will and providence, and that Armenians don't really have an issue with that. No, it no, they really don't. seems like their main issue has to do with the dog doctrine of election. But these these men, they they don't that that they're not even teaching that that. Okay. That that it's almost like a unitarian type type thing. Well, everybody's been saved, so now we're gonna talk about what God has predestined for you on this earth. God is when predestination rich. really doesn't have much to do with anything on this earth. Absolutely not. You know what I mean? It 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 has nothing to do with anything on this earth. It's God determining to show mercy. But then you think um, the reason why they don't link again, like I've heard I've heard someone say this to me that um, when you come to faith that you are secure, that nobody can take you away from from the grip of God, the only person that can do that is you. Now that is a that is a contradictory uh, statement because if nobody can remove me from the grip of God, how is it that I can? This goes against everything that Paul said in Romans eight. It mm-hmm. goes against everything that Jesus Christ said. That no man is strong enough to snatch us from his father's hand. Then mm-hmm. these theologies are made to accommodate um, aberrant um, of teaching. Mm-hmm. And they're so certain that um, that nobody can stop God's plans for your life. All of this usually relates to material blessing. Yeah. But they don't put so much emphasis on the fact that you are secure in Christ. They just don't. No, like well and you you talked about it with you, you just said it with material blessings and the you know the the plan that God has for your life they they've instead of seeing a god who has saved them unto himself they see a god that has saved them unto themselves to where now they get to walk in 
in in a fullness of who they get to be and yes and they have they have take, taken the fo- fo- focus of even salvation Sal- salvation isn't about you salvation is ultimately about god and you'll see even a lot a lot of the the these pre preachers if they're not talking about the uh, the blessings of of or the uh, materialistic blessing blessings they're talking about the, the all the inheritances and stuff that you're going to get in heaven when our inheritance is Christ but they want to equate it to something like money Our inheritance yeah. isn't isn't a crown. It's not a. It's Christ. Yeah, and you know what? I got sort of like um like a cutaway. Um, you know the story of Lazarus and the rich man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I sat under a pastor, and he said this right. Uh, he said he was referring uh, to Lazarus, the Lazarus, um, the while Lazarus went to heaven, he lived a wretched life because he was poor. Oh, man. Uh, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> he lived a wretched life because he was poor or he did something that ended, made him being poor and he did not enforce his victory. And he remained poor, but he went to heaven. And he was so poor on earth that he didn't have his own mansion in heaven. He had to stay with Abraham. I dropped my head on my palm and I cried. Oh, man. I literally cried, man. Because what he said was was profound. I cried because he butchered that text. No, well, and then if that's the case, how come how come the rich man went to hell? His concern is is, is not the rich man. His concern is that Lazarus was poor, right? Something that right. is not supposed yeah. to be. But but the yeah, so we're not going to even talk about this dude who went to hell. So this 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 teacher, and I say that with air quotes, probably doesn't even believe in a hell. Probably doesn't. Well, he does. It's just that he believes that a believer is supposed to be wealthy and healthy on earth. Anything less is um, is uh, an attack from the enemy. And that's what a lot of the stuff you know. Um, I've been noticing when I was getting kind of ready for um for this episode was i'm seeing a lot of these uh a lot of these um quote pastors talking about um they're they're not taking the full on um or at least the pastors in america aren't taking the full on um 
you know, you shouldn't have sickness and you shouldn't have trials and tri tri tribulations and stuff. But that's going to ha happen. And, you know, if you just stay with it, if you have enough faith to stay with it, then on the other side, you'll get what you're having faith for. And they're calling that, you know, they're and they they call them, you know, the storms of life and stuff like that. And they want to use a, basically Jesus walking on the water and the disciples being in storms as the analogy for financial trouble or or depression and stuff stuff like that. Like, um. Or, you know, the the classic Goliath is your problems, you know, type type thing. And they're completely mi missing the stuff, but they're talking about it. So you can't say that you can't tell them anymore that, oh, well, you know, I never said Christians won't struggle. But all these things that they're talking about are so temporal, you know, like financial troubles really like i i get finances are an important thing but i really don't think the early church was just like oh man like i know i know uh you know near nero's feeding us all to uh to lion lions and stuff but i know things will be really really good once i uh once i do dave rant rant ramsey's financial peace university yeah yeah i know i know but um again i i, I think the it's important for us to have a sound biblical understanding of why the world is the way it is and um and the impact moral evil has in this world this world is um it's fallen it's been subjected um to futility by god romans 8 states that and every single person born into this world is corrupt and they need to be um redeemed so as long as that continues until god tarries this is the world that we live in but in spite of that this is where grace comes through in spite of that through the providence of god is able to provide for his um flock and he's also able to provide for those to, who hate him through um, common grace. That is something that isn't talked about a lot. That shows the compassion of God. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, the fact is, is, is staggering. And this is the omnipotence of God. This is the mm -hmm. sustenance of, of God. And I think if we were to step back a little and let that shine on God for a little bit, we'll be able to appreciate what he's done for us in absolute humility. But the problem is man is prideful. Even someone who claims to be so-called um, an evangelical who has, who has bought into this lie 
has become mm-hmm. so um corrupted and it's sad that these leaders are in the forefront and they're leading people astray right yeah um so just uh you know the cloak 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 close it out like i said maybe maybe we'll 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 try to keep this one shorter than the uh, other ones on um what uh what Paul might 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 be trying to communicate to the uh, or not trying to, but what Paul is communicating to the church of Corinth, because uh, li- listen, what uh, what um, what Paul meant to them has got to be what it means to us it can't mean something different to us that it that 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 it didn't mean to them so when he talks about the varieties of 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 gifts get given in get given by 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 the spirit and he talks about in in um verse in um in chapter 12 verse 9 he right. talks about the spirit getting get, giving a gift of faith i i don't at all believe that means in the the faith to see something through um th- this could be you know he could very very well be ta- talking about the um you know the the comfort of salvation of god's pro- pro- providence right um the you know the the peace that surpasses understanding that in nowhere do i see even in the um e- even in the greek it is nothing pertaining to any sort of power any sort of supernatural power to bring about something that that it's to believe in some some something it's to to uh to have belief trust or confidence into something and in nowhere does it i mean even in the second in the in the second definition it's it it's faithfulness um yeah there's nothing in the definition of the greek word that that says that this is pertaining to some sort of power so this most likely points to a um a trust in god a peace that pr- surpasses understanding um man what what do you got um uh, well i think it goes back to the whole definition what is faith faith is trust um in god against all odds you know, um, the gift of faith. Um, faith, I would say, is an essential part of every Christian life. The gift of faith is a unique ability 
um, to trust God against all circumstances. And Matthew 14, 22-33, Peter demonstrated this when he walked out of the boat on, onto the water. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, we need faith to believe the claims that Christ has made. And we need faith to believe. And under the microscope of God, we have been found wanting and we need faith to believe that he is able to um, assist us. Right? And right. so, and, um, and to make us clean and united with the Father. So this is an, an essential part of um, the Christian life. But we shouldn't see we shouldn't take it outside of what God intended mm -hmm. faith um, to do. And I think, again, this is the problem that we see. It's, it's, it's a staggering problem, especially in the um, charismatic world. Mm -hmm. the, the focus is so much on the sensational. As Noah pointed out um, in the episode, in the previous episode, there's no emphasis on the day-to-day -day, um, um, minutiae of life. It has to be something more than that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's wrong. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, man, I, I think uh, for, for something, like, I, I think out of almost everything except for maybe what we're going to do the last ep episode on. And the last episode is not going to be a, be tongues. We're going to do one episode after that. Um, and that one has, th there wasn't much to go off of on how they define this, this um, gift of power faith or whatever you want to call it. Um, there wasn't really much to, work on it was mostly just theological ideas right but so we're gonna do tongues next week and we gotta i think that's gonna be a beast of a controversial episode yeah a lot of people are gonna be upset with this yeah. especially when we trace it back to the likes of um charles parham mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you see now, this is just like a preview. According to Charles Palm, in 1906, um, he claimed he got baptized with the gift of tongues. But according to him, they were known languages, mm. like known languages. And the purpose, according to him, was that on missionary trips outside of the States, um, any missionary from his Bethel school, wouldn't need to learn the language of the natives. Although all that will happen is they will travel to um, those countries and they'll be able to communicate with the natives in their native tongue without ever learning the language. Mm. Suffice it to say that was a colossal failure. <laughs> yeah. But you see, even at the early stage, it was known languages. So my question is, what happened? Did it, what happened to 
it becoming a known language to where it is right now. It's just a monosyllabic. Right. So, um, and, and we'll definitely break, break that down. Um, I got, yeah. a, I, I got, like I said, the um, the internship that I was a part a part of was very heavy on tongues, and uh, man, I got a lot of stuff that I got a lot of stuff for 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 you guys. Um, but the last episode is going to be on exorcism. Right. Is going to be on, or more commonly known as right now as deliverance ministry, which we again, and that's the one where that one's going to be probably going to be a shorter episode too, because just because we don't have a lot to go off of on what they're backing on it. Um. So. But that one is going to be a fun one, I think. I'm reading a, I'm reading in preparation for a book um, suggested by Joe Joe Thorne called um, um, "Satan Cast Out." Okay. And uh, it's uh, it's a pretty good little book. I I I I recommend it. But um, so that will. be be the end of the charismatic experience series i think um just out of um curiosity what's what is george uh joe Thorne's position on what on deliverance um joe i i think it it really uh it goes on, um, you know, one, a lot of the stuff in this, I guess I'm kind of ruining the ep- ep- episode now, but one, he really feels that, uh, that they're, uh, you know, we're calling everything a demon now, you know, yeah. that, uh, if you're agree. depressed, you got to be delivered from the demon of depression, yeah. When yeah. isn't isn't the depression kind of a thing that happens in a lot of people? So if I'm depressed and that guy over there is depressed, how can the demon be possessing us both? Um and not to mention Christians cannot be possessed. And Christians absolutely cannot be depressed. Um we know Christians cannot be possessed, sorry. That's what I will yeah. say. Yeah, they cannot be. They cannot be a pass, a, 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 a possessed yes. by de, 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 demons because there's no vacancy there. Um, but I, I, it does not sound like he has. Uh, he he's got a really good sermon on it, where he actually references the book. Okay. Um, on the uh, demoniac. Right, 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 um, right, right and that that he, I believe he holds the position. You know, we're not out supposed to be. Uh, we're not out supposed to, you know, supposed to be out 
chasing demons slaying demons and stuff like that you know that's not um as we've seen in acts the demons kick our butts you know we just have to look at the uh those those uh jewish exorcists in uh in acts to know that uh we we get our butt kicks by the demons um exactly like this is not area that we're supposed to go god has given us our mandates for our short time here on earth if we if we encounter them we can always trust on god for Mm. um, deliverance but we don't go out searching for them and uh we'll we'll break it down more in the episode but um we don't Another evidence for that, in my opinion, is that we don't we don't have any instruction in the New Testament on how to do that. So a lot of what we see how deliverance ministry is supposed to be done is through really bad horror movies. So, um, the blood but, of Christ compels you. The blood yeah, of Christ yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your name. <laughs> But, but yeah, guys. Okay, so that one was a little bit of a that one's definitely the one that we had here. Shorter episode, I can almost guarantee our episode on tongues is going to be very long, and we are going we're going to make sure that that we're able to defend our um our thinking on this. Yeah. Pretty well. Um, it's not just going to be a thing of like, well, you're not saying re- real words or it's weird or whatever. We're we're going to do what we normally do. What we've done through the healing episode and the prophecy episode. It's just really hard on this um, on this power gift of faith because we don't see it anywhere else in script, script scripture. But they say that it's a gift. So we got to talk about it. Um, yeah. So, um, you know, uh, parting words, nephew. Um, well, the only thing that I can say in this is just like what I've said um, previously. Um, whenever you hear a sermon on or any teaching or come across any article, be a brewing, um, study it, um, compare and uh, contrast. Um, and you will eventually lead to the conclusion whether it is consistent with scripture or it's not consistent with scripture. And if it's consistent with scripture, praise God and hold on to it. If it's inconsistent, inconsistent with scripture, leave it alone. Don't touch the unclean thing. Walk away from it. Mm. Um, because it'll do you no favors. Absolutely not. And the whole purpose of this episode is to bring the focus back to God. Because God is the only one powerful enough to do what he wants when he wants, and how he wants. Mm-hmm. And he has chosen to exercise that by giving us mercy and grace through Jesus Christ. 
why would we want to talk about anything else? Hmm. You know what I mean? So, again, um, go back to um, scriptures, study the word, and grow in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Because sooner or later, all our favorite teachers will be gone, and the only thing left will be the book, the Holy Writ. So study it. Mm hmm all right, guys. Well, that's it for for, for us. Um, kind of a little yeah, bit of clo clo closing stuff. Yeah, that is a much short, shorter one that 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 we've had in the last couple weeks. Uh, guys, we're getting in um good feed feedback. Uh, Redeem meditations actually got some of their uh our our first um you know I guess fan mail or whatever whatever or um. Exhortations, guys. If if you like what what we say, please um, please for forward it to some some somebody else. Um, I guess if you want to do the thing and share it on your Facebook page, and do, do people even use Facebook? I use Facebook, but I guess I'm old. But um, if 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 you want to share it on your Instagram and stuff like that, go go ahead and do 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 it. Um. And uh, if there's anything that, um, you know, we, we like hearing the, um, the, the store, store, store stories that you've guys gone, gone, gone through and we like the feed, feed, feedback. So if you like what we're doing, let us know. And if not, um, I guess let us know and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk it over and we'll see if we'll, if uh, we go that something didn't did, did different um but if the thing is that you don't like what we're doing is saying that you don't like our views on the charismatic experience well we're probably not going to change that so uh <laughs> um but yeah guys until uh but until net net next time and we ta tackle the gift get gift of tongues um you know, center yourself, self, self, self around God and his, his, his word. It is the stand, stand, stand standard of how we are to think of him and our, 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 ourselves. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, not to make a cheat cheesy connections, but meditate on those, those things who God yeah. is and who we are. There is a creator and creation distinction. We are yes. creation. We don't share in anything uh, that begins in omni. We don't. No, we don't. And I'm not saying that people who think that is is a, that that they're heretics or whatever, but I do think that they are in error. So, um, yeah, guys. Until net 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 next time. Right, hit that stopper.